morning, let me um, add my welcome to that that you've already received uh, from Matt. And were the children brilliant? I love, uh, I love Christmas, I love this time uh, of year. And one of the reasons I love this time of year is nativity performances. Uh, as a teacher and someone who's been going to church for uh, all of my life, I've seen my fair few. Uh, but it never ceases to amaze me what our children uh, can do. So it's been wonderful to... Christmas is? What's your favourite thing about Christmas? Aside from, and I will get onto it Craig, don't worry, aside from celebrating our Saviour's birth, what is our favourite thing about Christmas? Any suggestions? We've got Abel. Presents? I love presents, Abel. Um, I was thinking about presents this week. Um, as I get older, this makes me sound really old, as I get older, the joy of giving presents is wonderful, isn't it? Uh, receiving presents is great because you get the, the, that surprise. Uh, in my house, the joy of giving presents is twofold. It's firstly the joy on someone else's face, but I also get the element of surprise, because I have no idea what the presents are going to be, even if they're from me, and I'm very grateful to my wife uh, for that. I can see a few other um, a few other husbands and fathers nodding their heads. I, I apologise if I'm uh, being sexist. What else do we love about Christmas, Joel? Building a snowman. Building a snowman, yeah, building a snowman, and watching the snowman. Two brilliant Christmassy uh, things. And... And the snow dog, yeah, I, I watched that as well this week. I know your dad's been training you on Christmas films. Um, Taluna. Jesus was born, yes, that is definitely the best thing about uh, Christmas. Uh, proud parents you've got. Um, oh, no. Miss Muniapole. Sophie. Samuel. I was going to say Anna, but Samuel got it. Anna. Watching Home Alone, I know that's a bit of a, a, a popular one. What's, oh, what's going on, Leo? Um, Christmas yeah, Christmas films. Decorating the Christmas tree, that's good, Charlie. Friends. Seeing your friends, good, I like that. Um, Samuel? Time with our family, yes, what else have we got? Christmas stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you know what? I was thinking about Christmas food as well this week. Uh, presents and food aren't the only two things I've been thinking about this time of year, but I was thinking about food. And the ultimate Christmas food, stuffing, that's good. It's got to be pigs in blankets. Yeah, good. I'm, gl I'm glad. No? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hello. We'll go over here. Candy canes. Oh, yeah, I love a, uh, I love a candy cane as well. There's so many brilliant things about Christmas, aren't there? One of my favourite things, um, uh, things about Christmas is Christmas carols. Uh, and I'm not just saying that for a shameless plug for the carol service tonight, which we're really looking... Uh, forward to. But I love singing Christmas, uh, Christmas carols. It's been great to learn some new songs that um, uh, Matt and the worship team have um, guided us through uh, this year. A any shout outs for favourite carols? Heart the Herald. Sorry. See Amid the Winter Snow. Holy Night. We've got from over there somewhere. In the Bleak Midwinter. Okay. Oh, I see the Bleak Midwinter. Some sort of. Away in a Manger. Thank you, Jeremy. We, we Three Kings. Now, we, uh, I'm glad you've mentioned that one, George, because uh, Rob and I were having a chat last uh, couple of weeks ago uh, about some of the Christmas carols uh, and, and about We Three Kings in particular. It's interesting, isn't it? We Three Kings. 
I'm not sure there's any mention of kings in the Bible, and there's certainly no mention of three. Uh, but we sing it happily uh, every Christmas, uh, don't we? Uh, and the other, the other carol I was thinking about, um, Jeremy uh, mentioned it, was Away in a Manger. Uh, and it was um, th- this evening as I was putting the, uh, this evening, this week as I was putting the, uh, the boys to bed, and Samuel said, Daddy, Jesus never cried, did he? Hmm. Now, now we, we just happened to be joined that evening by, uh, by somebody who's studying theology, who kindly looked after our boys, uh, and she said that I could answer the question explaining, uh, explaining why Jesus did actually cry. So thanks for that, Emily. Uh, we really appreciate uh, your help. Of course, Jesus did, as we know, uh, cry. There's, there's, there's three recorded incidents of Jesus uh, crying. If we look through the Gospels, and, and one of them mentioned uh, later on in Hebrews as, uh, as well. Um, what does that show? That shows that Jesus was a man, doesn't it? I love singing Christmas carols. Uh, some of the live song we manage uh, to do it. For me, uh, I'm with you, Andrew. My favourite Christmas carol has to be Hark, the Herald, Angels Sing, as we sing glory to the newborn King. And just as I was preparing, uh, um, uh, thinking about this morning, it's been quite a year in our country, hasn't it? Back in September... Uh, sadly, the Queen, who had been, uh, who'd been reigning, having uh, celebrated the Jubilee earlier on in, uh, in this year, uh, the Queen, as we know, passed away, uh, and King Charles III uh, um, ascended to the throne, and we look forward to, to his coronation later on next year. Uh, and the thing that, uh, one of the things that struck me when we were thinking about, about, the, uh, about the, um, the, the Queen's funeral was all the pomp and ceremony that surrounded it. Whether, uh, whether that was the, the lying in state and as everybody walked past and the guards uh, stood guard around the Queen's um, coffin, uh, whether as that was the funeral, uh, the funeral itself as the, as the Queen's coffin was, uh, was transported uh, from Westminster Hall to, um, uh, to Westminster Abbey where the, where the funeral uh, took place, whether it was the, the service itself, whatever it was, there was all sorts of pomp and ceremony and regality surrounding it. One person, uh, and, and perhaps for some of us, certainly it is for me, I'm, I'm sure for, for most of us, this will be the first Christmas that we celebrate without the Queen's speech. What an example she was uh, of humility, of living, the li- living life in a gracious way. One member of our congregation uh, expressed that perhaps they thought that she was the best example of living a Christian life apart from Jesus Christ himself. And I, I can't think of many better examples who's done it in such a public way. But the grandeur and the splendour with which we celebrate, uh, with which we uh, think about royalty today, what a contrast to how the king came into the world. Mary and Joseph travelled 90 miles, didn't they? I did a little, uh, I found a little thing that you can do online that puts a 90-mile circle around where you live. It was very, very exciting, got me excited anyway. Uh, so roughly from here, uh, distance to Brighton or Nottingham, Stoke-on-Trent, or down to my hometown of Taunton, roughly 90 miles, the journey that Mary and Joseph made, uh, perhaps with a donkey, we don't know. Uh, but they, they made that journey, uh, uh, certainly some of it, on, uh, on foot, in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the difficult conditions and the heat uh, that is associated with, uh, with, is, it, with, uh, with Israel. They travelled uh, from Nazareth to Bethlehem and they went around the, they went around the, different, uh, the different inns as, as we understand it, or it's, the Bible certainly tells us there was no room at the inn. 
and we assume that because Jesus was laid in a manger, that he was born in a stable. Now, as, as parents, most of us, uh, I assume, chose the, the names of our own children. We've got roughly nine months uh, in that time, uh, perhaps slightly less in that time, leading up to our, uh, our, uh, our children being born to choose their names. And that's one of the joys and one of the privileges of, uh, of being, uh, being, uh, being a parent. But that wasn't the case for Jesus. Hundreds of years prior to his birth, the Bible tells us, in the prophet Isaiah, prophet Isaiah foretold many of the events surrounding Jesus' birth including the titles that were given to him, one of them was this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to, her, to a son and will call him Emmanuel. I'm sure some of you know what your, uh, your name means. Emmanuel, as we know, God with us. God with us. Isn't that amazing? Growing up in, a, in a, an independent evangelical ex-brethren church, that's all right, uh, uh, so part of my Sunday morning worship diet was Graham Kendrick. I'm sure many of you uh, can, can, can associate uh, with that. I love that song, Servant King. From heaven you came, helpless babe, entered our world, your glory isn't that wonderful? Jesus came to earth, not as a, uh, a king riding on a, on a stallion, not, not with an all-conquering army, but how did he come? As a helpless baby laid in a manger. The incarnation, we call it, that word, uh, that word carne, so those, those of you who know uh, a little bit of French, I don't know very much, but will know that it's flesh or meat. Incarnation literally, uh, literally means to take on flesh. Jesus became flesh, lived on earth as one of us. Why? He lived a perfect life. He died a cruel death. And ultimately, he rose again so that we could be forgiven. All of us have fallen short. Every person here, I certainly know I have. We fall short of God's glory of standard. We, the Bible calls it sin. We all do it. <coughs> We've been made right again with God by putting our faith in the Lord Jesus, who came to earth as a helpless babe. If we think about that song that is Andrew's favourite and my favourite as well, when we think about our Christmas carols, Heart the Herald Angels Sing tells us that God and sinners can be reconciled. God and you and I, sinful people, can be made right. So the second verse goes on to remind us that he was born, that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, that's you and I. Born to give them second birth. In John chapter 3, Jesus has that famous encounter uh, that, we're, that many of us know about with Nicodemus. A member of the Jewish ruling council, uh, Jesus tells him, you must be born again. Which, as you can imagine, to Nicodemus, blew his mind. He doesn't understand how he can re-enter his mother's womb and literally be born again. That's clearly not, what, not what Jesus was talking about. But it goes on uh, to, uh, to um, give us two of the most famous verses in the Bible in John chapter 3. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus came into our world to save you and to save me, to forgive us from our sin. This Christmas, if you haven't already done so, can I urge you to consider being reconciled, being made one, being made right with God by putting your trust in Jesus and join with millions around the world as we sing glory to the newborn king. Thank you.